Tea Time. This is a weekly pop culture podcast on the Ringer Podcast Network. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. I'm Kaya McMullen filling in for Amelia Wedemeyer. Today, we're checking in with the chaotic love of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly, Kim Kardashian's SNL hosting gig, and our Halloween theme continues with cringe mode, hocus pocus. Yeah. <laughs> Amelia, we miss you, but we got a fun show. I'm sad she's not here for a couple of these topics, but I feel like mm-hmm. we'll do her justice. Yes. Um, all right, before I get into the show, let's take a quick break. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff. With real, hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says, Authenticity Guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Anytime Fitness. We're not all professional athletes, but we all have health goals. That's why Anytime Fitness gives you access to personalized plans and support from a coach. Plus, you can track your training, nutrition, and recovery progress with the Anytime Fitness app, just like the pros. With 24-7 access to more than 5,000 gyms worldwide, get more from your gym membership. Visit anytimefitness.com to try it for free today. Terms, conditions, restrictions, all apply. See website for details. All right, Tea Time is checking in with celebrity profiles, which we've done a bunch. But this week in particular, I thought all three of these that we'll be talking about were really interesting and strong. And like I I gobbled up every single mm-hmm. word. We're starting with the best, in my opinion, <laughs> Kate. All right. So Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly are in the news all the time these days, uh-huh. you know, with their their love, performative or otherwise. And they were profiled for GQ this week by Molly Lambert. And I have to tell you, I have gone through three stages of feelings (laughs) about this relationship and this profile throughout the week. So the first stage, I hadn't read it yet and I had seen the memes. And if you've seen, you probably have also seen them. People were taking quotes out of context. There are a lot of crazy quotes because they're a crazy couple. Mm -hmm. Uh, But the one that was everywhere was them talking about how when they first met each other, Megan Fox said, you smell like weed. And Machine Gun Kelly replied, I am weed. And then he like disappeared into a puff of smoke, (laughs) according to Megan Fox. So of course the internet was like, this is insane. Took it, made it into memes. So I texted Amelia Wedemeyer uh, on her birthday on Wednesday. And she spent, she said, you know, thanks, whatever. I'm having fun in Miami. And then she spent the next hour sending me I am weed memes. Uh, (laughs) The important thing. And yes. So that was her priority on her birthday. We love it. She's committed. That was the first stage of the Megan Fox Machine Gun Kelly week. The second stage was when I read the profile. And... Listen, it's a great profile. Lots mm-hmm. of like little gems, lots of weird stuff. They talk about how 
I there are a lot of things that the people have not read that were missed by people just like tweeting about it. I actually highly recommend you read it. Uh, yes, they talk about how like, they couldn't. It is such a journey. They talk about how like they couldn't see each other's face when they first met. And Megan Fox, again, not to take just the crazy quotes out of context, but there are many. Megan Fox goes, I think we weren't allowed to see each other yet. We weren't supposed to run into each other that night. So our souls, our spirit guides were luring us away from each other because you literally had no face. Like that thing from Spirited Away. It's hard to see his face in general, but really he had no face that night. She goes, thank God, because what torture had I known you were there and I couldn't get to you. It was better that I didn't know. Uh, so it's a lot of that. Yeah. They're like tattooing each other. They're giving each other tattoos that say like the darkest fairy tale. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's it's a lot of that. However, there are also like weirdly sweet moments. They are very, <laughs> very in love. Oh, yeah. Uh, and there's something that is just weirdly sweet to me about like two true weirdos finding each other. You know, we can't we can't skip the part where they say on their first date that they did not kiss. They just like breathed into each other's mouths. Like that's important uh-huh. to mention. <laughs> yeah. Megan. Yeah. Machine Gun <laughs> Kelly is like she just put her mouth in front of mine and like wouldn't kiss me and just breathe. And then she just walked away. I was like, wow, Megan Fox. <laughs> that is <laughs> a strategy that you employed. Uh but I was like halfway through this profile, I was like, am I, do I still like this couple? I went in annoyed. Like I went in and I was like, I'm ready to be annoyed. I'm ready to pull out the craziest shit for tea time. However, I walked out and I was like, I think I'm in. Like, I think I might still be in there. I was like 50, 50. Then the third stage of acceptance this morning, Liz Kelly sent us mm-hmm. their video that they did uh, to accompany this where they did. It was like 40 questions, basically like the newlywed game where you have Mm -hmm. to answer, you know, what's my favorite movie? What's my real name? How many tattoos do I have? Guys, they're actually charming. Like (laughs) I'm back in on this relationship. I think, first of all, they are just so in love. Uh, Mm -hmm. They know everything about each other. They care so much for each other, like in a true earnest way. Mm -hmm. Um, and I think part of it is that Megan Fox is so likable. Yeah. Like, yeah. I think if she was like a Kardashian or like an influencer or a YouTuber, we would all be totally out on this couple. Cause he's yeah. like, it's his redeeming quality is that he's obsessed with her. Yeah. Whereas mm-hmm. her redeeming quality is that like, she's worthy of being obsessed with, you know? Yeah. So like, <laughs> no, like as she, you should be obsessed with Megan Fox. Right. Right. And she just like has this very dry humor and like is very smart and talented. And like, it comes across so much in this video, I think. I'm very happy they did this video along yeah. with this GQ yeah. profile. Both are by GQ. I think when it's said out loud and you can see, it sells you more than I think yes. perhaps written on a page. These quotes, which I, I taken out of context, are not really taken <laughs> no. that much out of context. The yeah. I am weed thing was pretty much just a standalone statement that yeah. they made. It wasn't like a lot of background. But I do agree. I kind of walked out of the the written profile and like, okay. And then, (laughs) yes, I am, I suppose back in after watching the video, they are very like, they're annoying. Like, let's get that straight. They're like very performative. The photo shoot is super over the top. They're both like, you know, leaning into the whole like sex symbol obsessed with each other thing, which is like, okay. But I, I don't know. I'm still, I'm just kind of still charmed by them. I think in the video, it feels more self-aware. Like they know they're like, we are like a really, out there couple and like, but it's, this is all yeah. part of like a performance. 
Yes. Yeah. Right. They This great line in the profile says, they walk in the footprints etched by the platform boots of partnerships such as Tommy and Pam, Kurt and Courtney, et cetera. They, yeah. They yeah. are like the 20, I don't know, 2021 version of those couples. Of like punk rock like, couple. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And yeah. then I think what comes across in the video is like, they're slightly more normal side. Like she's like, what's my favorite movie? And yeah. she starts to yeah. give him clues. And he's like, he's like, listen, I don't need the clues. I know it's Harry Potter. And she's like, okay, which one? And he's like, Prisoners of Azkaban. She's like, yeah. the Prisoner of Azkaban. <laughs> like, best she book is also. She, I yeah. love her yeah. own video when she's just yeah. being herself. Like, yeah. she's rattling off, like, his entire birth chart. You know, like, it yeah. just is like, they really are extremely in love. <laughs> I'm sorry. Yeah. I, I hope I'm sorry. It, I hope it works. <laughs> yeah. I just think they're weirdos who found each other. And there's just, you kind of got to like that. I almost feel that the Travis Courtney pair, which we've spent a lot more time, I feel like on this podcast talking about, have almost soured me on because they're in a foursome now. Yeah. At some yeah. point, they're the like yeah. rock star and beautiful woman, kind of like black leather tech, whatever. Yeah. But I think I like this couple more. They're they're more interesting. They're to more me. fun. And I want I want Megan to stay away from the Kardashians. A little. Yeah. She just is like too good. For it was that, after you know? the Skims photo shoot when I was like, Ugh, okay, I'm getting yes. a little yeah. bored with this. Right. Which yeah. is why I think it really hinges on her. You know, if she gets annoying, yeah. we're all out. Yeah. So like, you got to stay chill, Megan. Like, stay out of that squad, <laughs> yeah. please. Yeah. Um, okay. Next profile, a complete change of pace, but just as good. Um, <laughs> Zendaya was on November's cover of In Style, and she is stunning, gorgeous. This, the photos accompanying it are obviously like otherworldly, as she always mm-hmm. is. The piece that people are taking from said profile is her comments about her quote unquote boyfriend Tom Holland and co-star um so she talks about a lot of other stuff I shouldn't just focus on that she's talking about what she wants to do both in front of and behind the camera Mm -hmm. she took up painting in quarantine yeah talks a lot about herself and then of course she gets asked about this relationship and specifically this meme which I Kate I believe you have talked about on this pod or we've just talked about in person the two of them sitting in a car where they both look super annoyed can you explain that any better than I just did the meme? I don't think I've seen it as a meme. It's, well, InStyle described it as a meme. It's basically just a photo that the internet loves. Okay, it's like okay. the two of them kind of pissed, caught by paparazzi. You know which one Got I'm talking it. about, right? Okay, yeah, right. yeah, yeah. Okay, so she gets asked about that. Be like, what was going on behind the scenes, et cetera. You know, she gives some non-answered. We're in New York. We have no privacy, blah, blah, blah. And then they ask, it's written by Laura Brown. She asks, tell me, what do you appreciate about him as an actor and as a chap? Okay, so this is her rumored <laughs> boyfriend. Uh that she's about to be speaking about. There are many things, obviously, that I appreciate in an actor. Okay, yeah, that's kind of boring. Um, Yada, yada, he's a perfectionist. Our director allowed me to come in every day of the shoot, and it was cool to see how much he cares about his work and making it right. Yada, yada. He's worried that he didn't get the scenes, quote, and I'd be like, dude, you got it, but he wants us to be perfect, and I really appreciate that. Yeah, he's a fun time, very charismatic, can make anybody feel comfortable and have a good laugh and a good chat. A good chat, I sound so British. Does that scream boyfriend? <laughs> no. 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 That screams polite co-star. Yeah. That I've worked with on two movies. That Perhaps screams like director friend. of Spider-Man movie being like, please say this paragraph about how hard Tom Holland works. Yeah. And I can't help but think about behind the scenes when obviously her team is talking about what she'll be asked in this profile. And they'll be like, they're obviously going to ask about Tom Holland. Here's what, you, like kind of given her bullet points. It just feels like that. I don't know. Yeah. 
going from going from Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly (laughs) to to Zendaya calling her boyfriend dude and being like the thing I love about him is that he makes me do more takes on the movie that we shot together like that I'm like this you're so right it's a tough transition I know and also the like Entertainment Weekly cover of her and Timmy that came out I know chemistry Right. Yeah. That's yeah. what we could. That was the PR relationship that we deserved. Right. As Here's a what she said about Timothy Chalamet. It almost sells me more on those two, which I know are not a thing. <laughs> she goes, Timothy is an extraordinary talent and just a lovely person. He's become my family. Like, just, I feel <laughs> okay. like in some way, that's just like a nicer, more personal comment it about is. Timothy Chalamet than Tom Holland. Well, like, he is my family versus he is a good chap. Yeah. Yeah. And he he's a perfectionist. <laughs> What? That is so unromantic. Yeah. No, I've just, I thought she would be better at this. I have to say. Uh, Do you think but I guess they get a, closer to the date, she'll be ramping yeah, up the romance part. Yeah, and right now yeah. she's still trying to keep people get, or her team. And I, I know, I don't know. I guess. I don't know. I just, that, that Entertainment Weekly cover with her and Timmy, I was like, damn, we yeah. should have, mm-hmm. this is the one, this is the relationship that I would have been like, this I don't care what anyone says. This is real. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Other than Tom. But you know, Tom's fine. Yeah, I guess he's yeah. a perfectionist, so. Yeah. I guess what's good, though, is that she, her, ta- her talking about herself was more interesting and, pe- you know, mm, yeah. I guess yeah. more of a focus than she didn't give a single crumb about Tom Holland. So <laughs> yeah, that's, no. I suppose, good in some way. Okay, last profile we're going to okay, talk about, Okay, this will be short. This wasn't, like, extremely interesting, but uh, Kumail Nanjiani was profiled by Al- E. Alex Jung in uh, Vulture. And E. Alex Jung is just, like, an extremely extremely talented so profile writer mm-hmm. and so like anything yeah. he writes you're just like oh my god what is the meaning of like celebrity um yeah. and it would mostly focus on Kumail's like you know his transformation he got like extremely buff and ripped mm-hmm. and he kind of talked about like why he felt the need to do that like the process for it and basically the summation of it is that Kumail's like I'm going to be in a Marvel movie I want to be ripped. Like, I want to be in the best shape of my life. <laughs> mm-hmm. And it gets into, like, you know, the pressures that... I think I think it was interesting because we don't hear a lot about, like, the pressures men in particular face uh, mm-hmm. in terms of, like, body image in Hollywood. And so, like, that was interesting. And, yeah, I mean, he really goes for it. And, like, he was working out, like, every single day. I think he's still doing this. He talks a bit about, like, I only eat bread on Fridays and like I get well, mm. Fridays are my like cheat days. I just, you know, I hope that once Eternals comes out, he can chill eat, out. Eat pizza. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Remember, he was one of the ones we were talking about where like it, the Eternals promo started before the pandemic. Yes. yes. And then he and like Sebastian Stan and like a couple other of these Marvel actors, like their projects kept getting pushed and pushed. So they kept having to like maintain mm-hmm. this insane regimen right like way longer than they necessarily would have which i don't know maybe this is a lifestyle change for camille and like he's gonna yeah. you know Doesn't maintain this if he wants to particularly like thrilled about doing yes. it <laughs> I seems be. like he is under an immense amount of pressure both that he yeah. puts himself and that yeah. the public put on him for sure and the meat like yeah. the paparazzi media everybody it feels really stressful that was my yeah. vibe from it yeah yeah he had to do this for like way way longer than i think anyone probably planned so i hope that there's a lot of carbs in his future and there was just so much scrutiny, too, that yeah. came along yeah. with him specifically and his body transformation, which is, yeah, yeah a lot. Mm-hmm. Okay, 
Let's keep moving. Next category, um, not worth the tea. This week in social media and relationship news. Um, Kate, plug your ears. Sorry, we're starting with something fun. Kaya has called it Kardashian Corner. Take it away. Corner with a K. Uh, <laughs> so as everybody knows, Kim hosted SNL last Saturday. And I was like, all right, I, I should tune in for this. And I got through about half. I just like, I think I find SNL incredibly boring. I've realized- You got through half? I got through half and I was like, oh, I just, I'll, I'll catch some other sketches on YouTube or something if I, yeah. if they surface to me on the algorithm. <laughs> um, but I think it's like the main point of focus was like her monologue. And uh, I thought she did a fine job. Like, I feel like- People were like really like, I think in general, really receptive and like, oh, wow, she did great. Mm -hmm. I think there was mm -hmm. like low expectations going in. Yes. Mm -hmm. And so she did a fine job. And so she surpassed people's expectations, right. whether that's mm -hmm. like fair to her or not. I felt like the monologue felt really scripted and like, okay, you literally employed like a team of comedy writers. Well, that's yeah. what I know what most monologues are, but she did give it no flip. She did just like recite the lines that were on the cue Yeah. Cards. And they you could like agree. really yeah. feel her like pause, like pause for laughs. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Although she obviously can't act. Everyone knows that. She can't even dance, which she did do in SNL, um, which was like a departure. Kyle, I don't know if you made it that far. Did you see her like club scene? <laughs> no, I did not make it that far. I'm sorry. Okay. TBT, the one Prince kicked her off stage in 2011 for not dancing on stage. Oh, yeah. Anybody remember <laughs> yeah, that? Yeah, I do. Anyway, so there's this whole thing. Kim can't dance. She was dancing in the club. In this oh, one I did make it to the club scene. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, it's things like that where, yeah, she is a little bit robotic and that's yeah. fine. She just delivered funny lines, I guess. That's yeah. Fine. I thought my favorite was like the Bachelor sketch. I thought that was funny. I also thought it was fun that they got like so many different like cameos to mm -hmm. of people to come in, like especially mm -hmm. like Tyler Cameron and um, <laughs> oh my God, I'm blanking on Chris Crawford, Chris Rock. What's his name? Chase Crawford. Chase Crawford, yes. From Gossip, Gossip Girl, Girl yeah. slash The Boys. Yeah. Uh, so I thought like that was good. I thought Kim did like a good job with that. She did fine. It was fine. She boosted their ratings, which yeah, is like, more she than did. they could say. Wait, also, Kaya, did you get to Halsey's performances? No, so that's where I turned it off because I just okay. I don't like the I don't like the performances. I don't know why. I found them boring. Okay. I don't know why I've never seen Halsey live. It just has never come across any of my pages ever. She is so good. Oh my God. If you're <laughs> going to watch something from that episode, go back and watch the first or second. The second one, she brings on Lindsay Buckingham and it's like oh, phenomenal. Nice. Really good. That would be my recommendation for that episode. Yeah. I think, I mean, I'll go check it out on YouTube where I have decided I will forever <laughs> see SNL sketches from now on. That's yeah. the key. That's what I do. I, the last SNL episode I watched live was Harry Styles. And even then I was of like, course. if I wasn't, if I wasn't writing about this, like I would be watching these in the morning on YouTube. Yeah. 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 It's the only way. Yeah. All right. Next up on Kardashian corner, Kylie did a photo shoot covered in blood. It's gory <laughs> and gross looking. Um, you know, people made the requisite period jokes. She did it. Classic. <laughs> I didn't see that, Kaya. Well, that was like page six. Page six's headline is literally Kylie Jenner's bloody photo shoot mocked as quote unquote heavy period. Oh, oh my no. God. Page six. <laughs> was it a Halloween theme? Yeah. Yes. So she's okay. doing she's doing a nightmare on Elm Street uh, Kylie cosmetics collection. So she's been doing a lot mm. of like spooky like promo. Mm -hmm. Um, 
I'm just like, my main takeaway from this is like, she looks obviously great in the photo shoot. She's completely naked. So I'm like, how long did you do this before you got like pregnant? And then like, how long in advance do you have to like oh. plan this stuff out, you know? Yeah, I yeah. bet her life is so… Pl- she got all of this down to a yeah. backlog of Christian. content. And I mean, yeah. the same thing with Kylie Swim, too, where she, like, modeled yeah. all of Kylie Swim, which also I hear, hear yeah. is, like, absolutely terrible. Yeah, by the way. I don't, know, I don't know if I'm allowed to say this, so Kylie can cut it if I don't, but it just made me think of how Sean Fennessy backlogged all his big picture episodes before he went and had them. <laughs> The exact same. Yeah. Kylie same. Jenner, Sean Fennessy, same strategy. <laughs> same caliber. <laughs> Yeah. You know what's weird about this? Kind of, I know you follow the Kardashians a bit closer than Kay. I wonder if you feel the same way. I feel like Kylie has done so many photo shoots with every theme and color scheme and everything under the mm-hmm. sun. Like nothing is shocking or cool or new to me about what she does because it's yeah. so oversaturated. I've seen her yeah. in every type of makeup, yeah. hairstyle, costume, and it's just like this, her covered in blood and naked. I was like, oh. Yeah, that's- no, right. I was, I felt kind of the same. I was like, oh, yeah. They did that. Okay, great. Yeah. There she is again. Yeah. yeah. Um, lastly, in Kardashian Corner, you know I just have to rep North where I can <laughs> because she's morphing into like a sass monster and I just I love, love her becoming like a self-aware, she's not even a preteen, but child. Mm-hmm. So Kim went on um, Ellen's like mom confession segment. I didn't know that that was okay. a thing. Anyway, it's going viral now because- Kim said this about North. Every time I get into some disagreement with my daughter, North, she thinks this is a dig to me and she'll say, your house is so ugly. It's all white. <laughs> Who lives like this? She thinks it like gets to me and it is kind of mean because I like my house. I feel, uh, A, we've always felt bad for these kids living in that home that looks like a weird museum. But the fact that this kid now is like, yeah, this sucks and this <laughs> yeah. is ugly. And she's right. Also, it's, it's like roast. the your your home. You know, yeah, it's not right. like mine. It's like yours. <laughs> you know what, too? Because that is supposedly like her family home where she is supposed to feel the most. You know how yeah, you feel that about right. mm-hmm. the place you grew up. You like, it's, it represents comfort and it's mm-hmm. like this. You love it no matter what. The fact <laughs> that she even fucking hates it is so funny. I just oh, hope like, she got to decorate her room how she wanted, but I feel like that is probably I doubt not it. the case. Doubtful. <laughs> I think she, I think there's that room and then there's like a playroom that's like off to this, like in mm. a different home that is like, yeah. you can do whatever you want in here, but don't touch this <laughs> part. Absurd. Um, but yeah, I just love North and I can't wait to see where she goes. She's really She's on her great. way up. <laughs> um, okay, next. This is in social media, Kate. Yes, uh, Adele. Guys, she's coming back. Her song, actually, at the time of publish, will be out. Mm-hmm. Her first pre-release. Oh, my God. I think it's called Easy On Me. And then her album is coming out uh, mid-November. So it's mm-hmm. all happening. And she went on Instagram to play a snippet of the song uh, this week. And she just did not know what was happening. <laughs> she <laughs> was so confused uh, by Instagram Live. She was on she, there for a while, too, right? Like A while. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> And just kind of like vibing. She was answering questions. She talked about like the free Britney movement. And she was like talking about her favorite movie, which is Titanic and Scarface and like all the stuff. But she was so confused by like people trying to join the stream. Like people that (laughs) I don't quite understand. But she had all of these celebrities like commenting, being like, do you need help? And at one point, Alicia Keys (laughs) commented and was like, do you need help, baby? And Adele was like, oh, God, Alicia's here. Yes, I do need help. (laughs) 
<laughs> and I don't think she took her up on it. I think she just kind of just forged on. She on muscled her own. through it. Yeah. Yeah. But all it was so funny because like you could only see the comments from like famous people or like verified people on Instagram. So it was like all these celebrities that were just like randomly watching Adele on Instagram Live. Uh, just wild, wild stuff. But I'm thrilled that she's back. I miss her. She's so charming. So fucking funny. Someone asked her what her body count was because she was like trying to read as she yeah. was going. She basically, you know, celebrities, they just stare at the screen as like all yeah. the fans yeah. come and she goes, she didn't know what that was and just like blew right past it. Right. It was just really good. <laughs> she, she, yeah, so she was like, personal. body count? What's that? And then she just kept going. <laughs> I was like, I love her. I remember when someone asked her what the album was about and she goes, divorce, babe, divorce. Divorce. <laughs> That was my shitty ass British accent. I missed her. I missed her yeah, so much. Uh, so much. Also, this isn't in social media. This is not worth the tea. Uh, <laughs> our girl, Vanessa Hudgens, who, by the way, is uh, featured alongside Andrew Garfield in Lin-Manuel Miranda's uh, upcoming musical for Netflix. Oh, Real big get for Vanessa. Huge. Not a Christmas movie. Shocking okay. stuff. Anyway, She's also making big moves in the water industry. She told (laughs) Shape Magazine that she dislikes water so much that she has passed out from dehydration multiple times, which like wild. Listen, you pass out once. Yes. You better be drinking water. Like I don't more than once that can't happen more than once. Uh, and she's 32 years old. Kaya and I were talking about this before we started recording. <laughs> like, you're an adult. You drink water. You know, it. like, <laughs> it's the one thing that we as humans need to survive. Like, I don't know what to tell you. Uh, it's it's being like, you know, I hate air. Like, I don't know what. I, you just, have to drink water. Like, you're so thirsty. When you're, like, I can literally, I can go maybe 30 minutes without drinking water before I start to get like, <laughs> oh, God, like, I need to have a glass of water. Like, right now, my mouth is so dry. Or it's. I, yeah. Insane. I just, anyway. Okay, go <laughs> fine, fine. Keep going. The point of this is that she is fixing this because she has created cactus water called Cali water. Uh, and it comes from the pink plant attached to the top of the cactus. It's supposed to be similar to like coconut water, but it's made from a cactus. Uh, okay. And it's just flavored water, basically. And I'm like, Vanessa, that already exists. Yeah. And you could have just drank. Like Kaya suggested earlier, crystal light. Like I don't get a little every one single, of those little Mio pouches or something. <laughs> right. I it's just wild to me to be like, I hate water so much that I'm starting my own cactus water brand because like yeah. otherwise I will pass out because there are no other options. <laughs> also, I will die. <laughs> I've tried all the waters. I've tried aloe water, cactus mm-hmm. water, coconut water, all the shit that people and it's not coconut water, but aloe and cactus water taste close enough to water where it's like, this is what, like, what? It just doesn't just make any sense. Just drink water. I, it's yeah. just wild to me. Uh, but, you know, I, I wish her the best with her newest business venture. We should get Amelia on the case. Get I know. <laughs> we need a full beverage, beverage, beverage Beverage queen. queen. Yeah. Okay, lastly, this I am going to talk about, but I'm curious, Kate, for your thoughts, because obviously <laughs> you're the designated Timothy Stan. But we got the first glimpse of Timothy Chalamet as Willy Wonka mm-hmm. um, <laughs> in kind of an odd way. Didn't expect this. And I actually had to catch up on this because Vulture profiled the person that leaked said photos. Okay, so you guys know they're filming um, the Wonka prequel musical. Mm-hmm. Um, it's apparently his gritty origin story. For some reason. Great. <laughs> We're doing this. Um, so they're currently filming in Lyme Regis, which is in the southwest of England. Apparently, very sleepy town. Nothing happens there, which is why this person, Art Doherty, who's at Arts, 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 
lives there suddenly like caught on and obviously the people in the town know that something was happening caught on to this filming has snapped a photo and now become basically just like a live feed of like Timothy updates as they're filming this Wonka um <laughs> movie and it's obviously blown up and Vulture actually profiled this person he it's actually a lovely entertaining profile um written by Zoe Haylock so read that Kate do you want to talk about your feelings about these photos <laughs> as a fan so they first released like an official photo, right, like yeah. the first of like Timmy in the hat. Listen, he looks great. The cheekbones are just coming mm-hmm. right off the, the screen. Uh, he's working the hat. He's working his like fall jewel tones. Love it. <laughs> However, you know, it's just like, it's one of those things where like, he just can't win now. Like there's just, nobody mm. wants this. No. And this no, has been mocked from the start. This. Like, right. And it will so, be like, mocked forever. <laughs> Yes, there's literally no coming back from this. I'm like, you are doing Dune right now. Like you were in the Oscar conversation like the last couple of years. Like why? They must have just absolutely dropped the bag. However, I will say, (laughs) I love that like this is such a good year for people in small British villages like doing their due diligence. (laughs) Remember the Pete Davidson and Phoebe Dynever girl that was like out on the town telling everyone like every single detail? Uh I'm just saying, like, if you live in a sleepy, quaint English village, like, keep your eyes peeled Mm -hmm. because absolutely, you never never know what you're going to see. And the people need to hear uh, what's going on. So I appreciate the, you know, the dedicated reporters who live in these towns. Right. They were saying um, it's really fun to see him lead into his theater kid roots again because, (laughs) you know, he's got he's skipping around with his hat and his cane, his little cane, um, they call it. (laughs) But yeah, I don't know. I don't. Are you going to watch this, Kate, eventually when it comes out? I have zero doubt that if I'm still at the ringer, they're going to make me write something about it. So, <laughs> okay, fine. I will have to see it, I'm sure. Okay, great. This episode is brought to you by eBay Authenticity Guarantee. You'll know real when you get it. It'll say eBay Authenticity Guarantee, and you'll feel it. Maybe it's a head-turning handbag, a watch that says it all, jewelry that makes you look like the gem. Sneakers and streetwear are so fresh, every step feels fly. When it comes to style and luxury, eBay gets it. They're making sure the things you love are checked by experts. Not just any experts, specialized experts. Real people who love this stuff with real hands-on authentication experience. So when you see that shiny blue checkmark that says authenticity guarantee, shop with confidence. Every inch, stitch, sole, and logo is verified authentic through a detailed inspection. That's how you know that eBay's got your back. Because when you finally step into those sneakers, put on that watch, get your real gold glow up, swing that handbag over your shoulder, or step out in that streetwear, you'll realize that feeling is unlike any other. With eBay Authenticity Guarantee, you can trust that feeling of real is always in reach. Ensure your next purchase is the real deal. Visit ebay.com for terms. This episode is brought to you by Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence, and Trello help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com, A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Tap the banner or visit this episode's page to learn more. On May 10th, Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes is coming to IMAX and theaters everywhere. What a wonderful day! This summer, one movie event will reign. It is our time. They stole my village. I know where they're taking your clan. Bend for your king. Never. 
Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Only in theaters May 10. Tickets on sale now. Rated PG-13. Some material may be inappropriate for children under 13. Okay, let's do cringe mode. We're keeping with the spooky Halloween themes. Less scary this time. Actually, kind of scary, I will say. Not scary. Um, We're doing Hocus Pocus, 1993. A children's classic? What would you... This is a a children's movie. The guy, the kid says sucks, and his dad says, do not say sucks. True. Okay, Okay. that's a good sign. Got it. Yeah. Um, Kate... You know, it's the time. Do it. Yeah. So we start out. We're in uh, Salem during the witch trials. And the three Sanderson sisters, played by Bette Midler, Sarah Jessica Parker, and a third person. Kathy Najini. Kathy mm-hmm. Najini. Apologies to her. Is the third sister. Uh, they are witches. And they're trying to gain eternal life by sucking the life force out of a little girl. Her brother, Thackeray Banks, tries to come to her rescue. They turn him into a cat. However... He has alerted the villagers uh, to their plan. So the villagers hang them. They're dead for 300 years until they're awakened <laughs> by a just dumbass boy from L.A. <laughs> uh, trying to impress a girl in Salem in like, you know, the 90s. And basically the boy and the girl and their little sister, his little sister, have to defeat the witches that they have accidentally awakened with the help of Thackeray the cat. Good. Yeah. That's good. That's okay. about it. Nice. Thanks. <laughs> um, so yeah, we toggle between 1693 and then we fast forward to 1993. Okay. Yeah. Um, let's do the highlights, Kate. We love a fall setting. It has been like cool 80s here in LA. Yeah. It does not feel like fall. And so again, I just love this time of year. It is night. Nights are cold. Yeah, actually, my <laughs> my apartment is not equipped for that. Um, but during the day, you know, the sun's out. It doesn't feel like fall. And I just love watching these like fall movies. It's set in Salem. I actually have a friend that just went to Salem. Oh, wow. Uh, and I've been going through all of her Instagram stories being like, oh, my God, it looks so cool there. And like the fall and amazing. So then I watched this movie and I was like, wow, it does look amazing in Salem. Mm-hmm. I would love to spend Halloween time there. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah. yeah, I just love it. Other Other than, you know, the witches trying to kill you, but. Other than that, it looks great. It did. This movie did really get me into like a Halloween mood. I'm like, oh, yeah. Yes. 100%. And the coats and the yeah. skirt and tights. Mm-hmm. It's like a whole. It, yeah, it's a great fall yes. movie. Uh, another highlight is that I love when the little kid in a movie is like the smart one and not the annoying one. Mm-hmm. Too often, the little sister or little brother is just like so annoying and you just have to like get past them mm-hmm. in the movie. However, in this movie, Danny is like the brains of the operation. She is quick on her feet. She's the one who's like idiot older brother, like stop doing what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, and I just love when like you can root for the, the little sister instead of being like, oh my God, you're so annoying. We don't get that a lot in cringe mode. No. Yeah. Yeah. Nice change of pace. She's mm-hmm. really cute. Yeah. Very cute. There's also just a lot of good classic tropes in this movie, primarily just like the 90s kind of like family movie. First, you got the home that these two kids live in filled mm-hmm. with wood and upholstery <laughs> and just like cu- heavy curtains. And it's just like, oh, it makes me feel like so warm and cozy. Like this is my home and <laughs> it's that I grew up in and it's so nice. Then you have like the dopey, disgruntled parents like just don't get it and like are <laughs> clueless and the kids have to figure it out for themselves. Classic. Yes, always good. You have the uh, angsty teen big brother with the like annoying little sister. 
Mm-hmm. Yep. And then you have the like dumb and dumber villains, which I actually yeah. applies to four different characters in this movie because you have <laughs> the one set of villains, which are like the local teenage high school bullies that kind of beat up on the one kid that mm-hmm. the, actually a through line of the story is that he's a virgin um, because he's like <laughs> several and that's times. Yeah. Sparks, Important plot point. Yeah. Sparks the witches. Maybe this isn't a children's movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, but then you also have the dumb and dumber villain of the two other witches. Bette Midler is definitely the brains of the operation. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. um, and then Sarah Sanders and Mary Sanders, like her two sisters, are definitely just like loose cannons and don't yeah. do much. <laughs> Literally, Sarah Jessica Parker's character, like her character is just like, I am horny for everything that crosses my path. <laughs> also, which I wasn't going to mention this, but like most of the things that cross her path are like underage boys. Yeah. Like, can we not, can you not <laughs> be like, oh, these are children and then also be like, I want the boy. I'm like, okay, can we yeah, draw a line here? Eat them or suck there's some the, sexual undertones going on in my, is, in my yeah. opinion. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, it would have been so okay if like they, <laughs> um, it's, it's entertaining. <laughs> right. It's a, we can cross over as we discuss into low lights. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, it was questionable at times. I was like, what's the vibe here? Yeah. It's unclear. unclear. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Uh, low lights. My first little light is that the beginning of this movie is low-key super dark. Yeah. Uh, I thought this was like really a children's movie. And I guess we can't decide yet if it is or isn't. Like, I really thought this was like four <laughs> literal children. And then at the beginning, they're trying to kill this little girl, suck her life force, and then they get hanged. And you like kind of there's like some noises when they get hanged. And I was like, whoa. Yeah. So that was dark. And it's I was like, spooky. maybe this is I, I guess it's like definitely a family film. Yeah, you know, like now that you're talking about it, the like beginning plot kind of reminds me of this like really terrifying Anya Taylor Joy movie I watched called The Witch. The Vivitch, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and it's like where they like steal their witches steal young children. And the concept is terrifying. Yeah. They like kind of go dementor and like suck and it like you are back out of it and you're like, okay, this isn't scary. But the concept overall luring the yeah. children like is is very scary. Yeah. Also, so in the beginning, as Kate mentioned, the brother, the original brother, Thackeray Binks, tries to save his sister. He fails and then he gets cursed and turned into a cat, which going from a young teen in 1693 to then a cat feels like maybe worst case scenario of all the animals or <laughs> yeah. things you could be turned into. We could talk, I guess we're in the low light section, but it doesn't come in handy a whole lot being a cat throughout this movie. Would you agree? Yeah, no. I can think of way worse animals. He could have been a worm. He could have been a frog. He could have been a snake. That's true. Been a new- that's not <laughs> that's yeah, true. Yeah, actually, but, I guess that's true. a black cat, like, around Halloween time, yeah. like, mm. historically, black cats get, like, killed during— Sorry, mm-hmm. not to, like, take a dark turn on this podcast. They do? <laughs> yeah. They yeah, because people get scared of them. people think they're bad luck. Oh, gee. Like, I have a, a black omen. cat. People don't like to adopt black cats these days because yeah. they're not Instagram-friendly and they're hard to take pictures of. Do you know that? What? Mm-hmm. My sister okay, has a black I've, cat. I have a black cat and his name is Jinx, actually. It's perfect for Halloween. Oh my god. Kind of a pain in my ass. No, he's like my family cat. <laughs> he's a pain. Right. Anyway, okay, okay, back to okay. So okay, so back to Hocus Pocus. Um anyway, Kate, what's the next low light? Uh speaking of Thackeray, his accent is so bad. It's <laughs> so funny. Terrible. 
So first he's like in this, you know, 1693 village and he has like just the worst British accent I've ever heard because I guess that's how Americans talk back then because they hadn't, you know, become Americans yet really. So he like has like, oh, Emily. But then it's like every other word is like American. And then and then when he becomes a cat, he he like talks to them sometimes in like an American voice. Like he'd be like, come on, you moron. Or like, hey, you dope. <laughs> and then other times, other times he would be like, we must defeat the witches. And it's like this. <laughs> yeah. I was like, what is happening? Also, uh, sorry, so but as you're talking about his language skills, how was he when originally turned into a cat? He was like, meow, meow, trying to tell all the other 17th century villagers that these were witches, that his sister is gone, etc. And then he pops up 300 years later. He's like, oh, where have I been? I've been sp- <laughs> it's, it's, it's a great point. It is. How yeah, did that I, there's just a lot going on with Thackeray that just begs so many questions. Yeah, yeah bad at his job though. Not good. <laughs> Not a good cat guardian. Also, no. like he gets also fucking tossed around. Sorry. Okay. <laughs> it's like, like ragged all around. Also, you remember when the witch just like kind of throw like a light shoot thing at oh, him, yeah. and he, like a lightning bolt, and he just like literally like twirls in the air away. Tough, uh, tough movie for okay. that. Uh, anyway, <laughs> speaking of accent, the witch's accent like is a little grating. Uh, like mm-hmm. an hour in, I'm just like, oh my god, please stop talking like this. Yeah, yeah. that's fair. It's a lot of over enunciation. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. They went to too many accent classes, and Thackeray did not go to enough. <laughs> Um, yeah. yeah. Okay. So we were talking about the parents and how they're like very clueless or whatever. There are several scenes of like parents at Halloween parties in this movie. And they're all like really drunk and like they're like kind of, you know, disturbed to come upon their mom dressed like, I don't know, was it Madonna? Madonna. Is she mm-hmm. like, I dream yeah. a genie. Yeah. And it just made me think that like people, <laughs> whenever parents, <laughs> whenever parents go to Halloween parties. It's just like no one's comfortable with that. Like it makes me <laughs> this pisses me off so much. You like, have in this outline people should be banned from dressing up for Halloween after the age of 30. That's how I feel. Like you, you know are such a thing. killjoy. Oh my god. You have you have like the kid years where like you're trick or treating. That's great. You can go like through high school, like into college. You can do your 20s, like sexy Halloween time parties. Like that's fine. But like age 30, like if you have kids, that's it for Halloween. Like I don't, you just should be done. I you think it's embarrassing insane. for what everyone. About, what it's about embarrassing for everyone. to take your kids trick-or-treating? Is that okay with you? That's okay. If it's in conjunction with the kids and it's like a kid's activity, that's fine. Kids, if you're, you're going so to like fun and joy <laughs> and whimsy after a certain I, point. I think it's just embarrassing for everyone involved. If your parents oh are at a, at a Halloween party with other parents, it's just like, no. Yeah. Don't. <laughs> hmm. Think about it. Think about it and get back to me. I actually hate <laughs> you for that comment. Couldn't disagree more. <laughs> Swiftly move on. Um, All right. This is also, I think, a thing, you know, Scream actually plays on this. A lot of horror movies do it where it's like, why would you voluntarily go into somewhere spooky that is like shut down because it's haunted, closed because every everything is cursed in there? Like, yeah, these people walk into the belly of the beast and he also lights a candle. Like, I just why would you do that on Halloween? You know that it's bad news. Actually, the kid sister was like, please don't. That's so (laughs) scary. And she almost dies. So that's. Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, yeah, I would just never go into somewhere spooky at night that's been shut down because of ghosts. Yeah. It's a terrible idea. I'm a wimp. Yeah. Like, I don't want to do that. 
Yeah. There. I guess we'll Keep talk about those in a, in a bit. <laughs> um, and then last low light. Sorry, there was a lot. The main character, the kid brother, he's just kind of a buzzkill. Like he kind of sucks. He's the worst. Like he, he, <laughs> he literally starts out, I'm from California. I hate Halloween. It's like, what are you talking about? It's <laughs> like lame. Yeah, he really is awful. And he is, all of this is his fault. Uh, and it, yeah, horrible character. He pulls, he saves, actually, yeah, he helps save people um, at the end. But yeah, he is a He does kill. sacrifice himself at the end for his sister. Yes, so like, I guess that like writes the wrongs, but he's just kind of redemption lame throughout. Yeah, he yeah. is. And it could have be avoided like if you'd listened to your sister in the first place. So like, yeah. agreed. Mm-hmm. No points. Um, let's do what has aged the best and the worst this is a bit all over the place. So <laughs> yeah, Kate, start us off. <laughs> I'm sorry. They enter this like fancy Halloween party thrown by uh, Allison. Is Allison yeah. the love interest? Mm-hmm. Her parents. Mm-hmm. And they rush in. First of all, they walk right into this person's house, which I'm like, don't yeah. do that. It's on 90s, Halloween. Kate. Yeah, it's true. <laughs> and they walk in and see this bowl of candy and they go jackpot. And they like dig their hands into the candy and like let it fall like gold coins. <laughs> but literally it's a bowl of raisinets. <laughs> and I was like, no one has ever reacted this way. To raisinets, like you walk into a hall, you see a bowl of raisinets, like you walk right back out. So that was just absurd to me. As a fan of raisinets, that's about the last thing I want to see on Halloween. There's so many other good, come on, good options out there. That's trash. Get it out of my face. Yeah, no. What has aged the worst worst. as well? This is the worst. Is the animatronic (laughs) cat that is Thackeray is literally the worst thing I've ever seen. I know we were CGI. Like I don't even know what's happening. A cat that they put an animated face onto. Does that make sense? (laughs) Wow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So it 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 is like a robot mechanical cat, and it's so awkward to watch. I hate every scene where they like show Thackeray talking. He's like, and moves it's like his face around like a lot. <laughs> <laughs> and I know we weren't working with much in 1993, but we were working with more than that. I feel yeah. it. Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah. So there's a moment. So there's a moment where the kid, the main character, what's his name? Max? Max. Max. Max and his sister enter the Allison's house and his little sister is like, yeah, he really likes your yabas. Is that what she says? Yeah. Yeah. Like boobs? Yeah. Like I've never heard boobs called be called yabas before. And I like Googled this and I could not find anything on the internet about this. <laughs> like if the internet doesn't have it, that means that, I don't know. It's yeah. like not even it really doesn't exist. Yeah. I don't know. <laughs> yeah, wow. Really Maybe weird. we spelled it wrong. I'll experiment with some spelling. So okay. <laughs> <Great. report back. laughs> Thank you. <laughs> and then uh, age well is the 90s fashion like yes, the 90s absolutely. full fashion like the thick chunky sweaters the like straight yes. leg acid wash jeans mm-hmm, great mm-hmm, stuff mm-hmm. and inspired yeah. my own closet yeah Love there's it. also time to course correct some of this stuff if Thackeray chooses to come back they're filming Hocus Pocus 2 right now Sarah Jessica Parker is back on I'm sure Bette Midler um, also as a weird random trivia did you know Jennifer Lopez auditioned for just Sarah Jessica Parker's role could you oh. imagine J-Lo in that role? She would have been good, I oh feel my like. gosh. I would have liked wow. to see her be silly. Yeah. And like fun yeah. and whimsical. Also, what us aged the worst is that this aired in July. We found out yeah. this morning. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's ridiculous. That? Like, why would you do that, Disney? Absurd. Yeah. I, who knows? Um, let's do the MVP, Kate. All the sisters are just having the times of their lives in this movie. Uh, they are just hamming it up, having a great time. 
but it's got to be Bette Midler. I mean, yeah. she, mm-hmm. the, what really puts it over the edge is the musical number yes. that I put a spell on you. Yeah. Uh, like she was made for that. Come on. And wearing okay. fake teeth too. True. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I'm giving it to Sarah Jessica Parker because this is, I've seen a good amount of her roles, obviously not everything, but this is the silliest and most theatrical I've ever seen this woman. And I love it. She's very over the top. And I also love her like raspy cackle, which she only does sometimes in Sex in the City, like really funny scenes. And it's kind of all the time in this movie. So <laughs> giving it to her. I love her. Love yeah, it. I'm going to go Bette Midler for, and she just like carries the weight. I feel like of all the sisters, like does mm-hmm. the most work, does the musical yeah. number and wears the fake mm-hmm. teeth for, that look really uncomfortable for the entire movie. So yes, yeah. agreed. Definitely. Um, all right, lightning round real quick. I did the top two. So <laughs> if a witch was going to put a spell on you and turned you into an animal, what would it be? So I thought it was like, what would your soul be if it was being turned into an animal? I thought this was like a realistic question. Obviously, I've done too much reading of Megan Fox and Machine Gun Kelly today. Uh, so I did say a cat because I was like, I don't know. I like to be alone. Um, but Okay. <laughs> Uh, but okay, if like, I was wondering what your explanation it, was. Is this like what I would want to be turned yeah. into if a cat? Yeah. I mean, honestly, also a cat. Like they're pretty spoiled. Yeah. Uh, and like you can just like escape to the streets and just switch families if you want, you know? Okay. So if a witch were to put a spell on you and you turned into Betsy, you would be happy with that? Yeah. I That's nice. Take great care of Betsy. <laughs> Betsy lives a great uh-huh. life. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> okay, Kyle, what's your um, answer? I said a golden retriever so I can get adopted into a nice upper middle class family. Yeah. Beautiful. I guess it's hard to answer this one because at first I was like, oh, a cat is so useless. Thackeray was absolutely useless in this movie. But a golden retriever would perhaps do even less because like they can't <laughs> That's fine. jump. Like, so I don't. I'm not I trying to be helpful. I'm just trying to. <laughs> yeah. Relax. You're not trying to save the town. No. Children what do you of think is what do you think is most helpful is? I don't know. Maybe like a large spider or something. <laughs> like a large poisonous spider. Oh, like a bird or something maybe. Like a oh, parrot. Bird. Oh, like a hawk. Well, not a parrot. Yeah. <laughs> That's well, I was thinking like a parrot. If you were a parrot, you could talk. But then Zachary the cat talks. Well, Zachary anyway, already talks. So. So. That's already solved. Okay. Uh, this will surprise no one, the answers to this question. <laughs> Do you believe in ghosts, Kate? No. Oh, of course you Come don't. Come on, Kate. Yes, I Jeez. believe in ghosts. Watch, I'm going to be a ghost and haunt you and then you're going to believe in them. Um, I believe in them 100%. We should fear them and respect Liz, that they're yeah. space. <laughs> Liz actually put 100,000% she believes in ghosts. And she's I right. believe in them a bit too much. Okay, wow. uh, lastly, whoever... This was mine. Did you okay. get any Halloween costume and or fall outfit inspo for this movie? This is a great question. My only thing was that I thought it was really funny that one of the witches used a vacuum cleaner uh, instead of a broom, like in modern day times. And I do think it's a good bit to like be a witch with a vacuum cleaner for Halloween. But it would be a lot to carry around. Yeah. Yeah. If you're going to like a house party or you were hosting, Mm -hmm. that'd be great. You just kind of stick it in the corner when you get tired of it. Yeah, exactly. I like, yeah, I like the deep autumnal jewel tones yeah. of these witches. Mm-hmm. Um, and then also at the very end, I was like, holy shit, I do have a black cat at home. I could be, uh, well, he could be Thackeray Binks and I could be someone. Not sure who would be Bette Midler. <laughs> Allison. Go head yeah. to head. <laughs> Duke it out. <laughs> I said, I feel like the, <laughs> I feel like the girls on TikTok, they're like all into like corset tops right now. Yes, they really they would have like loved Sarah Jessica Parker's uh, like 
corset with the like the mesh sleeves. She's if you're gonna do it and be like hot girl Halloween, yeah. she is like the most visually pleasing the costume and yeah, right, and everything. Right. Yeah. So last category, we're doing tea times unanswerable questions. Kaya, start All us right. off. Why won't Ridley Scott let Ben Affleck and Matt Damon kiss? Um, (laughs) (laughs) This is such a me question. I can't believe you took this from me. I love it, though. I'm going to punt to you in a second because I think you have seen The Last Duel at this point, right, Kate? I'm seeing it tonight. I'm seeing it tonight. I can't wait. Oh, my God. Although now I know that they don't kiss. So why would I go? There's a scene in which I think like Matt Damon has to like show weakness to Ben Affleck or something. And it would have been like, more historically accurate if Matt Damon had kissed Ben Affleck in order to like show respect to him. But Ridley Scott was like, this is going to be too distracting, which fair. (laughs) And they, he had Matt Damon kneel for Ben Affleck instead. Mm. Mm. But like lame. Wow. I don't know. (laughs) If you're going to do it, do it right. Ridley Scott. Like, I don't know what you're afraid of. Also like, yeah, the movie where Ben Affleck and Matt Damon kiss, like that is a simple sell. Totally. Yeah, I mean, exactly. they've been working up to this through their whole careers. It seems like the natural evolution of if their not romance. Now, when you know yeah. exactly, right. yeah. yeah, yeah, damn. So, question. <laughs> well, now I know. Now I know not to look forward to that uh, tonight when I see the movie, um, and I will be disappointed by that when I see it. <laughs> um, <laughs> all right, my unanswerable question is: Taylor Swift's boring boyfriend Joe Alwyn super hot now? I have made fun of Joe Alwyn for several years now. I think he's the most boring person alive. However, he is starring in conversations with friends. I do follow him on Instagram because I like to make fun of his drawings. Mm. Um, (laughs) He's really bad at drawing and he posts them a lot. Um, Mm -hmm. But he posted some pictures from the set of conversation with friends. And one of them just took me by surprise. I sent it to the whole tea time group chat. He, I, I thought he was giving off like Hemsworth energy. He's like very wow. buff. He's got High like craze. some hairy chest going on. He's definitely got like longer hair, a beard. I was like, whoa, who is this man? He, I'm in. He did bulk up quite a bit. He did. So I'm just horrified uh, <laughs> by the fact that I've been making fun of Joe Alwyn for literal years uh, saying he's not good enough for Taylor Swift. I mean, Carly Kloss isn't either, but, you know, <laughs> just like levels here. Have you guys read Conversation with Friends? I haven't. It's on my no. list. So, okay. Too. So basically, Joe Alwyn is playing the part. He is supposed to be in the show. This like really hot and toned actor guy who's like, like they oh. over and over again in the book, they talk about how attractive this guy is and like what great physical shape he's in. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So he's in like his, he's in his Hemsworth era. Obviously, he might yeah. be. And I mean, he can only hope that conversations with friends does for him what normal people did for Paul yeah. Maskell. Yeah, 100%. And then Taylor Swift will win in the end, as she always does. She really does. <laughs> Never uh, in doubt. She saw something that we didn't see, and now it's paying off. Um, good for her. Honestly, good for her. I love when you have to eat your words like this. Yeah, <laughs> I know. For Joe <laughs> I support Very you, Joe. Very tough. Lastly, this is just a, I was saving the weirdest and silliest for last because um, it's not even coming up soon. But Betty White was trending on Twitter this week because she's turning 103 months. So Jeez. everyone's obviously very worried about her well-being. And they're like, we got to make it to Betty White 100. Like, give her national security. Keep her in bubble wrap. Like, just preserve her for the next three months until January 17th. 
She was born in 1922. It's going to be amazing. Um, I don't know what she'll do, especially with this pandemic. You know, I don't know that she'll have a big blowout 100. I don't know where she's at. I haven't seen her in recently. Yeah. What would you guys do for your 100th birthday if you were Betty White? So you got the money, you have the resources, you have beloved people all around the world. What would you do? I'm kind of torn between two options because on like the one hand, I'd be like, I don't want to do anything. I'm 100 years old. I'm fragile. Uh, <laughs> I I need to like wrap, as many people are saying right now, like wrap her in bubble wrap. I need to wrap yeah. myself in bubble wrap to protect myself. Yeah. But then on the other hand, it's like, yeah, I made it. I'm 100 years old. 100, it's not yeah. going to get much better after this. Let's just like go all out and like have a big blow up bash that like might might kill me, but also might be awesome. Uh-huh. I think That's that would a big blowout bash as well. I mean, a hundred also being Betty White. Yeah. Right. So many people Here's, are so stoked for you right now. So true. Here's my thinking. I will turn a hundred in 2095. So like we should be well settled <laughs> onto Elon Musk's Mars colony by then. So <laughs> not me, baby, not go to space. Remember? I I'm going to Grimes' Venus colony, actually. Totally. Yeah. I think that my 100th birthday, like I'll take my flying car for a spin around, oh you know, God. Saturn's rings, mm -hmm. like maybe have brunch with like our alien friends <laughs> and tell my grandchildren about you know, the, the waterlogged planet that was Earth. Um, but <laughs> neither than that, no other planet. In this episode, it's crazy. Uh, crazy. Uh, sorry. I think if uh, when we get to January 17th, 1922, I mean, 2022, um, we should watch The Proposal. I don't know if it's cringy for cringe mode, but it's a Betty White freaking classic. I was like, where is she going with this? How does this relate to Mars? <laughs> it, uh, it does. And I'm steering very we far should, away from your. I actually Mars really like The Proposal and Betty White is really fun in that movie. I we should watch it. Proposal. Okay, Love sweet. It. Okay. Thank you so much, Kaya, for not only filling in as a co-host and now has to edit this podcast. She's our live I have producer. to edit my own voice. It's harrowing. Oh, my gosh. Oh, God. I couldn't. Godspeed. I would, yeah. <laughs> All right. Uh, Godspeed. Thank you guys so much for listening. I'm Liz Kelly. I'm Kate Hallowell. And I'm Kaya McMullen. This episode is brought to you by State Farm. You might say all kinds of stuff when things go wrong, but these are the words you really need to remember. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there. They've got options to fit your unique insurance needs, meaning you can talk to your agent to choose the coverage you need, have coverage options to protect the things you value most, file a claim right on the State Farm mobile app, and even reach a real person when you need to talk to someone. Like a good neighbor, State Farm is there.